of them are more than pals Our show can be a little gay But if you're not, that's okay You can listen and have fun either way Xena, Star Wars, Doctor Who Guests and music and reviews Game of Thrones, Winona too she promised there's something for you She nerds out We're girls that like girls That like dirty things Hello and welcome to the She Nerds Out podcast. I'm Kat. I'm Wendy. And I'm sore from putting up all my Christmas decorations. <laughs> this is Tara. And it's Christmas time. Yay. It is officially Christmas season. Thanksgiving has passed. We're in the Christmas. It's true. Yeah. Today's episode, we got some nerd news. We're going to be uh, catching up with The Mandalorian. We have two episodes we'll be talking about. And we'll finally get to talk about the jewel in our <laughs> holiday season film festival crown. Happiest season. We've been talking yeah, about that thing for like a year, haven't we? Seriously. Almost. Literally. When they first literally. announced it. Yeah. yeah that was the nerd news. I mean, we get like a picture ago. and it was so exciting. And now yeah, we, we got one picture. have seen the film. <laughs> oh, it's right. Talk about it's it. So exciting. Me too. But first, nerd news. Nerd news, nerd news. I repeat, we have breaking nerd news. That doesn't get you excited. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, well. Exactly. Nerd so, uh, over the uh, holiday weekend, everyone's favorite uh, angel, half angel, <sighs> Dominic, <laughs> Dominic Rose-Shockley. <laughs> wow. Angel without me. Uh, had a concert. She did a concert. Uh, she performed her own music live from a uh, a venue in Tennessee, and it was in part uh, put on by Tello Films, which of course she had starred in their movie last year. I forget the name of it. We talked about it. Holiday movie, mm-hmm. Christmas something, yes. Season of Love. Ah, not <laughs> not Christmas. Research did not even go to the department for the cat. Actually, wow. thought of it. Pulled Boom. that out. Uh, and I actually watched it. Uh, did you guys? I don't think you guys watched it, right? I didn't. I I, I saw lots on the Twitter about it. Yes, oh, I'm sure you did. Yeah. So, um, so I was I had to work yesterday from home, but so I kind of had it on in the background, so I didn't pay I couldn't play pay too much attention to it. But uh, she sounded great. Uh, it was the first time she performed her stuff live in front of such a big audience. So she did a great job. She sounded good. Um, songs were really cool. And the money, I think, I don't know if all of it went to charity, but a good amount of it is going to uh, her Start, Start the Wave yeah, Foundation, the right? Wave. Yeah. And I, I was surprised by that, but that she hadn't really sang in front of a lot of people before, just because she, when what was the second season when they did that whole uh, undercover operation on Winona, and that's right, she sang in the bar, and it was because she was known as being a great singer. So I guess. She just hadn't done so publicly before, or maybe not with her all her own stuff. I think that's maybe not not her own original. So it was stuff, all her yeah. own. She wrote it all. It's all her stuff. Yeah. Wow. That yeah. takes a lot. Anything else she said of note? I mean, <laughs> she said some things. Uh-huh. Uh, what, what What are you asking me about, Tara? Well, I don't know. <laughs> she said uh, that you know this is just what I saw on Twitter <laughs> that. You know, when she was writing some of these things, that she was seeing a woman. Mm. It was not clear if she's still seeing this same woman. Is it you? Great news, guys. It is. (laughs) Breaking news. That is my Christmas wish. Uh, But alas, no, it is not. 
<laughs> that one time we bumped into each other on the uh, oh, that's what is right. it? <laughs> Glexicon floor. Just, it was magic. You know, it was magic and, mm. you know, congratulations. Exploded quickly. But not. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, not. I'm lying. I, I, I'm totally lying. So I, yeah. So it was interesting. Yeah. She put was, that out there. She did. And I don't know that she should have. <laughs> yeah. That's, I don't know. I think there might be a lot of anxiety about that, but it, a lot of, I think it raised a lot more questions from the fans for sure. It, about it did. The status. And- <laughs> sure, and, and you know, I would I would ask that uh, be respectful, fans. Maybe don't start trying to figure out who this this poor unsuspecting person is. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe give Dom some privacy. I don't know, just an idea. Don't drive by your house. <laughs> uh, all the things no. you do when somebody you like dating somebody else, you want to know what they're about. Yeah, it's stalker territory. Steer no, weight. Not that any of that. us have ever been there, but <laughs> no, clearly I read not. about some of these activities. <laughs> <laughs> don't advise them. So there you go. Congrats, right. Dom. Glad it was a good concert. Yeah, yeah. good for her. Hope totally. Maybe, maybe she'll do some more of those. That'd be great. Perhaps. What else is in the news? Breaking news. <laughs> it's not a sack. It's like a. It's not a sack. It's, it's a breaking a wire. news rundown. It's on a wire. This is what I do. It's a breaking news rundown. It's chaotic. You don't know where you're going next. There's a lot of yelling. Does it come through on an actual wire, like a telegraph? No. But there's not a wire for a telegraph. No. Now it does I'm wondering not, how does it come by telegraph? Work. All right. Comes, anyway, comes what's with next? News. What is I'm next? I'm gonna look Kat. that up later. I, I think it's uh, that Joss Whedon news that Joss, we just heard about. Joss, look. Joss, okay. Joss he's not had, had a rough year. year in a way, possibly of his own doing. Mm-hmm. Um, he's gotten a lot of uh, it, stuff going on with when he took over uh, the Justice League film for the other director whose name escapes, escapes me right now. The Snyder. <laughs> Snyder Zack, Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. And uh, there was uh, allegations of just horrible onset behavior, more or less. And he's been working on a show called The Nevers that I was believe was filming in England. And people are excited about this. I mean, Joss doing a new show for HBO. It was about, it was a Victorian era sci-fi drama about hmm. a group of women with extraordinary abilities. They're on a mission to save the world. Sounds really cool. But uh, at the end, I believe they're done with the first season, possibly. But Joss like, yeah, I'm done with it. Hmm. Um, HBO says we have parted ways with Joss Whedon. And what this sounds like is kind of a, they were going to let Joss go, but let him walk away. I don't know. Just the fact that we have parted ways with Joss Whedon sounds like, you know, maybe mm-hmm. the problems with Warner Brothers. Maybe, maybe yeah. he was having some of the same behavior on the set of the Nevers. I don't know. Maybe all the stuff That's he's true. going through this year. Uh, put him in not a good place to actually effectively deliver a TV for, show for them. But he released a statement just saying this year of unprecedented cha- challenges has impacted my life mm. and perspective in ways I could have never imagined. Um, and while developing and producing the Nevers has been a joyful experience, I realized that the level of commitment required moving forward combined with the physical challenges of making such a huge show during a global pandemic is more than I can handle without the world. Uh, the work being uh, beginning to suffer. And he said he's exhausted, stepping back to put his energies into his own life, proud of the work he's done, you know, all the things you say, proud of what Mm -hmm. we've done, labor Mm -hmm. of love. Sounds like he's been working at about uh, two years now and he's just, he's just done. Sounds like he might need to work on himself for a while. I think there's probably a combination of, 
if nothing else was wrong in his life, it would have probably been all good. But he, it's TV show. Putting and on a, doing a TV show has got to be tough, much less when you're dealing with all sorts of other personal and professional issues. Right. And that's one thing, you know, when he's working on Buffy and everyone's singing his praises and yeah. so great, but now it's the opposite. And, no, you know, everybody is kind of dragging mm-hmm. your name through the mud. Mm-hmm. And this comes right off the whole scandal with uh, his, everybody finding out that essentially he's cheated on his wife with yeah. multiple actresses or whoever they were for from some of his other projects so mm-hmm. it's just not looking good for joss even no, though he works on down some of my picks. favorite shows yeah oh and he you know what he gave amy her first big series regular job you know mm-hmm. he he's a big reason that amy maybe has a career i mean she probably would have found a, another way she would have had another way in but joss is the one that said hey mm-hmm. put this girl in angel and launched her career in the set so sure i'm always thankful for her to him for that i mean of course. but and Buffy, and the the Buffy. way that show was written and the dialogue, the the, the yeah. type of dialogue that he brought to that show changed the way, influenced a lot of writers, but also kind of changed the way that genre uh, was, uh, it was taken more seriously, right? Yeah. Because they were, they were producing really well-written scripts. And he was a big, big part of how TV evolved in the late 90s into the 2000s. You know, and just because he's, He's whoever he is now doesn't mean he was. I mean, I guess he was like that in a way back then because he mm-hmm. was doing a lot of things that have caused him problems now. But yeah, um, you know, it's <sighs> I'll be curious to see what happens with the never. Sounds like he, yeah, he needs to go take some time to work on his life or figure out where to put his energy. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, this show sounds cool. Yeah, I was excited yeah. about it to see what Josh did on an HBO show, but now that's done. So, bye, Josh. <laughs> good luck with the numbers. <laughs> Whoever takes it on after that. I hope it's if a good show. I mean, it sounds yeah. really cool. I'm sure if it's I'm good, and if it's a hit, I hope people don't not watch it because he was involved. Because if it's really good, it could continue without him. But uh, I'll check it out, probably. We got some uh, an alert from our good friend AK, who let us know that Gentleman Jack is filming again. She sent us an article. Um, so... It looks like this picture from the article was taken on the 2nd of November. So it looks like they just recently started mm-hmm. filming again. So we might have to wait a little while for Gentleman Jack. But at least it's happening and they're back in production after, you know, after uh, with all the COVID precautions and everything. So uh, there's a, some light at the end of the tunnel. That's exciting. Can't wait. Yeah. Is so Yara Greyjoy back? That's what I want to know. I know I need Yara Greyjoy. <laughs> She's back. I don't know. Is oh. she back on it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I see it. Gemma. Yeah. Gemma. Yeah. I like Gemma. Gemma Wheeler. I liked her a lot. Uh, by the way, I'm when you're looking at it, it's a picture of a, you know, the, the slate. Is that what you call them, cat? Slate. That's it. That's slate. A, that's, that's a slate. I'm intrigued by the way that person makes their twos. They have a very yeah. elaborate, very interesting way of drawing the number two. It's very quirky. Yeah. yeah it's a little, it's a little I weird. I like it. Yeah. It's a very tall two. It looks like a question mark. But then sort you of see a hook. there's some other different, if we're doing some handwriting analysis right under Gentleman Jack, you'll see those twos look more normal. So I think, I think that's two a different two. But like, on, what is written there, though, besides know. a couple of numbers? Like, I'm, I'm trying to decipher what that <laughs> could possibly be. I don't know. Yeah, it's like it's, it's, like it's code. Right. Hmm. Mystery. Okay. That is a mystery. So, yeah. So that's exciting to see that. To Where see are they filming? Is that another language picture. at all, you think? No, I think they're in England somewhere. Oh. Well, then I don't know. Yeah, it says England. Oh, so. well, then I don't know. <laughs> Maybe AK knows. So that is exciting. Hmm. Very Jenna exciting. Wheelan. 
All right, bring it back. I like it. Ready? Do it. Get it done. Good job on the twos. <laughs> Hurry it up. Let's go. Hurry it up. Hurry it up. Well, there's some very sad news, Wendy. Do you want to take it? Yeah. David Prowse, a.k.a. Darth Vader, has passed away. Um, the official date, was it Was it on Sunday? Saturday? I know the news came out Sunday. Um, he was 85. Yeah, he um, was Darth Vader. I mean, he's, he's <laughs> half a Darth Vader. He was the... <laughs> right. Half. He... he um, wasn't the voice, but he was the presence. He was the tall, intimidating figure that when we saw the original trilogy, hmm. that was him in the suit. And, and really versus James Earl Jones, he was the one to go to all of the conventions. Yeah. And yeah, as Darth Vader and exactly. interact more with fans. And, um, you know, even though you know it wasn't his voice, you kind of have come to know him that he's Darth Vader. He was my first, I believe my first Star Wars autograph that I got. I went to a convention in Dallas. God, what was it? Late 80s, early 90s. And that was the first, I think it was the first nerd convention I'd ever been to. My dad and I went. And I remember looking around thinking, there's normal looking people here. Like, I don't know what I thought (laughs) I was going to see. A bunch of weirdos. But they're like, they all look like me. They're just regular people. And... The main thing, I remember getting Darth, uh, David Prowse's autograph on a cool picture of Darth for $5. There's no autograph. You could get extra <laughs> number three in some weird bad <laughs> space movie, and they're going to charge at least 20 But Darth Vader, I got his autograph for 5 bucks at that convention. So how times have changed. Do you still have it? Yeah. Yeah. It's at home in Texas. Nice. So I've got it. It's a cool. It's like an extra long. It was a Darth Vader in the Carbonite scene from Empire. Like nice. a cool, tall picture of him standing there. And uh, that's that awesome. was the yeah. I think I think someone else was there too. It may have been um, Peter Mayhew or or uh, what's his name R two D two Kenny Baker. Mm. But yeah, I know he was. David was at that first convention I went to. Five dollars for his autograph. <laughs> R.I.P. David. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, he's 85. He lived uh, very long. I feel like he got Darth Vader. I think he was the one who was given the option. They cast him first and said, do you want to be Chewbacca or Darth Vader? <laughs> and he was like, the, the bad guy's way cooler. So he picked Darth, he picked, uh, Darth Vader. And, uh, yeah, but, you know, he, was, he did cons. He represented much like um, Peter Mayhew did for Chewbacca. And um, they kind of. I mean, not. I don't think he did quite as much. Like, I mean, basically, Peter Mayhew was wearing like Chewbacca shirts and a Chewbacca ring, and he was all over the place. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, he did at least for a while. Did conventions and nice. He was Darth. Well, I speaking know. of Star yes. Wars, mm. oh, we have two episodes of Mandalorian to catch up on. Oh boy, well, we have catch up now. We just need to talk about it. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, Where do we start? I will what? start with this. Cat, I don't know. Okay, remember last time I said that the Frog Lady episode was my favorite? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I might have changed my mind to really? the last one. The last one with the, the Jedi. Second one. Uh, chapter 12, 13? Chap- number, episode 5. So thir- chapter, season, 13, chapter 13. Chapter 13. I think that might have taken its place. Okay. That thing was ridiculously awesome. It was, a, it was, I mean, anytime there's a Jedi running around, that was pretty great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, that's yeah. hard Not to Not to talk. jump ahead, because we're too yeah. behind, but that... Mm. Loved okay. It. Okay. Yeah. I mean, two pretty strong episodes. Yeah. Um, We're getting somewhere with the. He's getting closer to finding out where Yoda. So, is. <laughs> not Yoda. He now has a name. Apparently, that's right. Grogu. So we'll start with, with yes. chapter twelve. Chapter twelve, uh, where he kind of rejoins his his friends from season one. The old crew. It's back yeah. together. 
uh, and uh, he it goes was, back um, to the little village. Cara Dune. What's the other guy's name? I, I mean, I know it's like Carl Weathers, but his <laughs> other friend. Let and me... a Blue Jeans guy was oh, also uh, his friend. <laughs> Cat's worst nightmare of TV production. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, really he, joins, he joins his two friends, and Yoda goes to school. So. Yes, it's very sweet. Yoda. <laughs> baby Yoda. Oh, sorry, Grogu. Sorry. Yeah. Well, well he's, no, he's Grogu. Exactly. Yeah, he's still baby Yoda. Not yet, but yeah. The child. And he decides he wants this other kid's cookies. And it was great. <laughs> he Max Blue macarons to room. steal he's, some cookies. He's like he's like my dog Max. He's very food motivated. Yeah. <laughs> he, he doesn't care if it's yours or if it's not his. He doesn't care because he's Mm-mm. going to eat it. And That's even if he, he has to force steal it from you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty cute. He's, he is a baby. He sees what he wants. He doesn't know rules. He's a 50-year-old baby. 50-year-old <laughs> exactly. baby. He's adorable. Talks all the time. I feel um, like they're making him talk more this season with the baby sounds and stuff. I'm okay with it. Yeah, he's cute. <laughs> uh, if he ever says an actual word, I think it'll be a little freaky. Ooh, like, I don't know. Mandalorian. I don't know what he would say first. <laughs> Mando- Daddy. Daddy. Yeah, no. <laughs> Ball. I don't know what he yeah. would say. <laughs> yeah, but he's cute. <laughs> yeah. cookies. And then they go on this mission. Of course, there's always a mission to go on. Right. Of course. So they have to go to this, what they think is just basically almost an abandoned base on the planet uh, for the Empire, where they think there's just like a few stormtroopers that hang out there just to monitor the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they say, we have to go there. This is really the last of their outposts out here. We got to destroy it. Um, so we don't have to worry about them anymore being on our planet. So they go over here, and this guy from, I think it was the very first episode where Mando froze him uh and now carbonite. i guess he's in carbonite he is uh like the accountant for <laughs> yes carl weathers's bar or whatever it is uh, i don't know is, his name is mithril and he's okay. played by hiroshio sands oh uh, uh, i did which i didn't know until i read that earlier today oh my he, god he was yeah. he's he's like so familiar to me and i was like why do i know this guy who's this blue guy and it's yeah it's wow. hiroshio sands from snl a long huh. time ago that's cool so he gets to drive him, and basically he's getting threatened the whole way. <laughs> yes. Carl Weathers, what is his name on the show? It is uh, Grief. Yeah, Grief. Karga. Grief. Okay. Well, Grief is giving him grief. Uh, <laughs> just basically like, if you don't want to do this, I can always, you know. They were rude well, basically to him. He tried, yeah, he, they were a little rude. They're yeah, like, they we can shave off 30 years off your sentence. Yeah, he's got some, or, how old do they live to be? Because he had like a, what, 150 life, year life sentence or something? It was like yeah. 300 year sentence. Or 300 yeah. is really longer than anybody of us would live. Yeah, yeah. and then they're like, but if you don't, I have no problem like killing you right here. Yeah. Like it was, was a little rude. Yeah, it was rude. So, <laughs> I mean, the guy like scammed some money, you know, whatever. So he gets to drive them and then they quote convince him by more threats to come with them inside <laughs> right. uh, and you get the picture that there might be more people there that, that than they had originally thought right uh and it's a pretty cool scene where they're running around this base killing off people and it's I don't know, it was a lot of fun for a lot me of stormtrooper death that's always yes. fun. as usual because they can't hit anything no. terrible no and Terrible. I love when Mando flew up in his jet pack when they were first entering and knocked that guy off and he just landed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was great. That jet pack is awesome. That was pretty cool. It's a lot of action in this one. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, that was cool. There's a cool, cool. Uh, speeder bike chase. Yeah, yes. speeder bikes. That was I awesome. have the 
awesome looking chases in this series. Uh, the the chase um, when he was carrying Frog Lady through the clouds <laughs> with the, the X Wings chasing him, and now the yep. spear bike chase. They know how to do a chase and some tie and it looks Fantastic. Yeah, it was. It was like it, and it was again so beautiful. So <laughs> I just hooked up my 4K Roku, and so. Nice. It's so pretty. I'm just enthralled by it. <laughs> I can't yeah, look away. Nice. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, I think the big takeaway too is uh, that I guess that doctor was what trying to. They said the child had mm-hmm. a high M count, aka midichlorians, from right. the prequels, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. he's using that. So, what is he making his own trooper force? His own like what was? I'm not sure what the Moff Gideon was trying to do with the. Right. And they realize that he's still alive and that he's still right. out there controlling right. some things. And then there's and, these like rows of like scary looking yeah, hideous robot creatures. things lining that uh, so, room there. Right. So what are they actually? I mean, is it like, is he trying to make a whole new army? Is it just sort of a... Is he using kind of like test subjects to test powers yet? or like what, you know? But well, they all die, so... That's that. They get yeah. blown up. Well, no, because he's in a different location. Oh, no, wait. No, he's in a different location, right? They don't all die. Moff Gideon's not a... dead. Mm-mm. No, he's not. I'm talking about all the creepy looking ones in the, in the scent, like the base where they're creating these oh, creatures. Oh, yeah, those And they walk into die. that room yeah. and there's they like jars full of That's weird, true. Yeah. Right. And it, but it also sounds things. like they want, they want to get uh, the child back because they need more yes. blood from him. So they realize mm-hmm. the worth of the child, and they are—they—they haven't just given up on finding him. That mm-hmm. so, they're still going to be chasing him. Yeah, um, Baby Yoda puked in the cockpit. Yeah, that's was true. Pretty that great. Was funny. Yeah, that was funny. after he he puked up the cookies that he stole <laughs> <That's right>. from <laughs> the kid. So, we've all uh, been there. Eat too many cookies. <laughs> Yes. Yellow nauseous. This is a pretty funny scene oh, where he's like, flying <laughs> around. I feel like Tara and I were watching that, and Tara's like, is he going to throw up? And he went, <laughs> Yeah, it was great. It's great. Was really well, cute. babies throw up is what they do. Mm-hmm. And when baby Yoda's throw up, it's just even cuter. Uh, so Carl Weathers directed yep. that episode. Yeah. Good job, Carl Weathers. <laughs> so they're saying because job. he was directing, perhaps yes. he didn't notice the man and jeans and T-shirt in the background of one of the uh, scenes. So somebody, sure. of course, on Twitter or wherever found that and posted it. They digitally removed it, I've read. Yeah, yeah very, very, I'm okay. sure very quickly. And Kat has said that is her worst nightmare. It's uh, it's not. It's <laughs> It's someone's job to make sure that doesn't happen. Is it yours? And it is, yeah. Oh, dang. <laughs> and and you know, I, uh, I told you guys. You like, it in your so own stuff? I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> oh, okay. No comment. But at least um, I feel like you worked on modern day things. So if there's a, you know, a modern day looking person, it's not as. Uh, sure. But it's not just people that you're looking for. You're looking true. for, equipment. you know, cre- exactly. Equipment, uh, things that just shouldn't, bu- shouldn't be in right. the. Like yeah, a coffee so. cup in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, no, that's horrible. And I feel bad for that person. Um, mm. Well, the director wasn't paying attention, was he? And it's well, crazy no. that it's not, <laughs> no, it's like, not it's the director's not responsibility. Fault. I get it. It's not, but. It's not that it just gets by, you know, you, Cat, as a person. It has to have gotten by how many fault. other people have watched that 
episode to approve it by that point. A lot. Uh, Including the editors who have looked at that scene frame by frame and never, you know. Well, that's fair. I mean, not necessarily frame by frame, but there are people who like there's a QC. Someone's job as a a quality control person is to sit down and literally go frame by frame through Hmm. a show. And, you know, they're they're paid to do that. But also, it was such a very quick kind of a thing. Yeah. I mean, normally. Unless you had gone frame by frame, I don't think you would have seen it. No. And it was a darker shot. Most of the shots you've seen of the guy in the back have been lightened. That's true. And it's very quick. And it's one of those shots that God knows how much stuff got by in the old days before people could freeze frame it. No one knew. Sure. Because you go to a theater or you watch a TV show and that's the last you see of it ever or for a while. And now all these things, you can pause it, you can grab it, you know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, I, I'm thinking maybe this was a last, like maybe that was a visual effect shot. It was a last minute drop in yeah. and they dropped, like they, they added it to the show after the QC had gone through. Like there's there's a million mm-hmm. different ways this happens. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, because. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm sure. Fun. I don't know that everybody thinks it's fun. I'm sure that the, <laughs> the people uh, writing the like checks Easter probably egg. don't think it's fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway. when Jeans Guy action figure comes out and is a big seller, <laughs> then Jeans they'll guy. love it. He's going to get a Pop Funko. Uh, Jeans, Jeans guy. guy. Hey, not before Frog Lady. <laughs> oh, that would be a fun one. That'd be fun. Yeah, I want the Frog Lady one. <laughs> FYI. Disney. HBO. Right. Or whoever. Yeah. whoever. We've got another episode, guys. That's right. The one from this past Friday. That was freaking awesome, this episode. Chapter 13 of the Jedi. That was cool. It Dude. was smoky. Did you see those crazy creatures in the background? Like, it was creepy. It was foggy. There was a Jedi, like, in the shadows with the double lightsabers and a cool music. This Let's thing was explain awesome. what's going on here. Oh, fine. <laughs> it was an emotional visual thing. That yes. Bo-Katan had sent him to, yes. said, go to this planet. And you'll meet this Jedi because his whole quest is to find a Jedi and give Baby Yoda to the Jedi to train. Right. So he goes to this planet and we first see what is her name? Uh, Search the name. Osaka Tano. Osaka Tano. Osaka? Osaka. Osaka. I don't know if that's right. I feel like there's an H in there. Sack it to me. Sack it to me. Osaka. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Osaka? Asaka? Okay, somebody researched that. I'm looking it up. So we see her first approaching this kind of these city walls, and uh, she obviously has taken out a bunch of soldiers at this point. And Ahsoka so Tano. Tano. What? Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Tano. Okay. Ahsoka. And I guess she's from Rebels. The So she's a character that was, also has been in some other... I think she was actually in one of the prequels. No. I think so. No, you're thinking of a different Twilight. She's not even a Twilight. Come on, Kagan is gonna. Are you sure? No, I. She started in um, Clone Wars. She the the character first appeared in Clone Wars. Okay. I think she also showed up in Rebels. Yeah. No, she was Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was not a prequel. Hmm. So anyway, a lot of people were really excited to see this character come. She was Anakin's Padawan, and it was play. She was played by Rosario Dawson. And so we see how badass she is right off the bat. And there's a essentially like a dictator lady there um, who's this badass lady. Bruce Lee's hen- goddaughter. Ooh, oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. And who was in the henchman, fun fact. Was oh, yeah. Michael Bean. I did not know that when we first watched. 
and it was yeah. cool. I thought he had, he had a, a great face and a presence. I did not know that's who it was. Though. He had a familiar, you know, yeah. evil face, book. but yeah. Well, he yeah, wasn't he was... evil in Aliens or Terminator, but now he looks really cool evil. Yeah. So she gives him a warning. She says, you have one day to tell me what I want to know about mm. what was it? She was looking for Supreme Leader Throng. Grand well, Admiral Thrawn. Well, that's a, that's Thrawn. revealed at the very but end. You don't know this. We yet. don't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like she just she wants says, some information from this lady. That she's she says, "Tell her. me what I want to know." Yeah. There you go. And the lady's like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, no, <laughs> you're not getting anything out of me." And she says, "Okay, you have one day. Then I'm coming back for you." And so she leaves, and at that point, Mando flies in. Uh, and and just lands right out front. It always amazes me. Uh, there's a lot of this friction going on. It he just blows right over the city. <laughs> yeah. It's like plops his plane down. Like <laughs> I, I love how they're defending. They, they just had a bunch of people killed of their like soldiers or whatever their army. Yeah, and then they just let this big ass thing drop. Just land. That was surprising ship. And they don't. They're just like, oh hey, like what's your business here? They're mm. not like Adam with guns and you know. They don't know who him. this is. He could mm-hmm. be part of uh, the Jedi's plan, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but he just, he literally just flies over the city with not trying to hide himself at all and then lands right outside the doors. <laughs> or he kind of like just, he walks a little bit through it's the a forest. a short walk. It's a short walk, <laughs> but you see him fly over the, yeah, the they henchman coming. guy. Yeah, they, everybody sees him coming. <laughs> and they don't seem very concerned at all. No. And so they let him waltz up to the front door. And yeah, they ask, what's your business here? And he says, oh, I'm uh, just on a layover. I'm stopping over. I'm on a bounty or on a job. And of course, they say, I'm looking for somewhere to stay tonight. They're like, oh, yeah, come on in. Yeah. <laughs> this could have been the Jedi's plan all along. They're just like, yeah, come on in. Oh, you're a Mandalorian. Cool. I mean, obviously, they had yes. other plans for him, but mm. they were like real lax about how, you know, just letting all anybody yeah, in. He could be a hostage of the Jedi, and they, he's wired with explosives. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? They're so, fine with it, though. Yeah, they're fine. And then uh, he does some, what would you call it? Uh, he's asking around. He's kind of like, hey, can I ask you a question to some of the citizens of this? Right. And we you already know that these, to. these citizens are essentially under the control of this lady dictator, and she does not treat them well. She's caged some people. They all live. They're very <laughs> oppressed by her. Yeah. <laughs> some people are literally just caged up uh, like yes. on a thing. Like on a pole. with Like in a pole around. in the middle of town. Like electroshock stuff. Yeah. So they don't want to talk to him. They want no part of this. They don't know who he is. Mm. They don't want to cause any trouble. So he finally finds someone who will talk to him. Uh, an older man. That essentially tells him, hey, you know, don't get us in trouble. You know, we, you know, it's just, it's not good here. Uh, does he ask them? He doesn't ask him to help them, but he just basically says. No, he just like, don't, like, don't talk to us. And right about here. that time, yeah. some guards of the city. That's right. Show up. up. Right. Yeah. And yeah. say, what was her name? I won't call her lady dictator again. The magistrate. The magistrate. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah, they say the magistrate would like to see you now. And so he's like, oh, okay. So he goes to this cool zen, like, garden. Yeah, it's really nice in there. It looked like, like out of Mulan or something. It looked really cool. Kill Bill. Although I don't think it looked like Kill Bill, but just reminded me for some reason of, like, when, I don't know. Yeah. Facing off with uh, 
What's and her name? There's the, a lot of quiet in this episode. The music yeah. was really good when there was oh, some. The there was a lot of just natural noises going yeah. on. So this she's is walking. different takes on the Mando theme. It's a very sort right. of samurai type. Yes. It's like a you know like a an homage to a samurai movie. Yeah. Right. And so he meets with the magistrate. She essentially hires him to do a job to kill uh, the Jedi because Jedi and Mandalorian are natural enemies. enemies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he she thinks that. Okay, he would be okay with this. And of course, he plays the part. He says he was already asking around if anyone My knew about a Jedi. And then basically she tells him, oh, it's this Jedi we want you to kill. So he takes the job and says, where can I find this Jedi? <laughs> uh, and she says, in return, I have this. And she hands, holds up this pretty awesome. It's like it's a pretty, spear made of his armor material, right? right? It's a spear. Yeah, yeah it's nothing too fancy but apparently very valuable mm-hmm. right because mm-hmm. uh, his armor is very hard to find and uh so he accepts and you know he goes on his way and he again just flies through the forest just lands <laughs> no problems um gets out and then is oh <laughs> baby Yoda, uh is attacked by Ahsoka Tano. Nice little fight. Someone called a meat cute. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, we're fighting. Oh, wait, we're friends. (laughs) Right. And and because Bo-Katan had said, tell her I sent you, he was able to say, I'm here. Bo-Katan sent me. And that, like, Martha. And then, yeah, you know that obviously that was a very important person to her um, because she immediately is like, okay. What do you need or what do you want? You know, yeah, so yeah. what's going on here? She, there was no question. And and uh the Twitter was saying, Oh, it seems like they're still Bo Katan uh, and she's still in contact with her because she knew she was gonna be on this planet, this random mm. planet at this mm-hmm. time. I think. Yeah. Right. And so she doesn't live there all the time or something like that. So mm. uh they are still in contact and you know, I wouldn't mind Maybe they've dated before. Oh, I don't no. Know. <laughs> I mean, that would be kind of cool. I'd be fine with watching uh, that. I think that would be yeah, kind of cool. fine with that. I like how spit. we went in this direction. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. Are I mean, I'm just saying, like, it would be hot. Like, you know. It'd be but we don't know if that's happening. <laughs> We're just speculating. <laughs> what we do know. But they're very close. She can talk to the child. That's right. Telepathically. And it's like mm-hmm. they're having this conversation that yes, is like quiet. Oh, just like expression. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No words really. Just like oh, I hear you in my mind. And I really liked how Rosario played it. She ha- it was like a certain calm she was smiling gently. Mm-hmm. You know, you She's understood that yes. right. badass. Yeah. Right. And gentle. Very cool character. And so, so yeah. Oh well you know what you learned him. though? You learned that baby Baby Yoda. Groku was hiding during Order 66, and someone has digitally taken taken a screenshot from uh, Revenge of the Sith, where Anakin's there, and he's about to kill the younglings, and you see Baby Yoda, or Groku, hiding behind a chair. Someone <laughs> was that? Digitally, they digitally put Groku behind a That's chair in, the, uh, in a screen grab from the film. Is he standing so. next to Jean's guy? No. Oh, no, but he guy has, uh, him, maybe. <laughs> No jeans guy, but uh, yeah. That's really but baby, it shows- well, first we learn his name is Grogu, 
and Grogu. he basically tells Mando, call him Grogu, bitch. Like his name is not <laughs> kid. Every What's time my he name? Every cute. time Mandalorian says Grogu, he looks up like, eh? yeah, like, it's yeah, really cute. You know he knows, yeah, like he knows his name, and it's really cute. Grogu, so we get to learn Baby Yoda's name, and that again, he he escapes, and he's been trained, but he's had to hide his powers, and so he doesn't get captured again which seems like it took a lot of awareness for essentially a baby to know to how did how the baby get away well he's been trained for many years like he, yeah and somebody he can barely said, even walk and talk how does think, he get away i think she said somebody took him okay that's good all right good job so he's had a lot of years of training okay uh but he just has buried it down and she says he's having some issues uh you know he's so used to having to bury that down that he is just kind of finding his way mm-hmm. on how to use his powers still. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she says, let's do a test on, we can do a test on him tomorrow. Let him sleep right now because he was very cutely <laughs> falling asleep and he's uh, a baby. Uh, so the next morning they get up and they do some tests, sure. which basically includes floating a ball back and forth. Well, I thought we were going to have like some, you know, Hunger Games trials. He's like, out right. the baby out in the thing and see what he can do. Uh, but no, she was like, take this ball from me. Well, no, she had a rock. And rock. here's one thing I read, that there's something in like, I guess, martial arts film type of thing. We're like, something to the effect of if they take the spear over something else, like they, if, if they take the more weapon, weaponish item... That it means they're trainable or something. And mm. the fact that, and they don't know if it had anything to do with the scene, but just the fact that he wouldn't take the rock, but he would take the ball. And it's probably more like the fact that Mando mm. had the ball and he liked the ball. And he's like, well, ball, and he was but. clearly obsessed with it because in the first scenes, yes, we see him the after the landing, he again uses the force to <laughs> grab the, the knob off the one of the control knobs that he likes. Yeah. Uh, it's just like a round metal knob. And he, he uses the, the force to, to, to get it. So he has it, and then Mando very cutely says, "You, what is this? I told you, you can't take this off the ship. And he, Mando puts it in his pocket. So later on, he decides, hey, I'm going to use the ball. You got to use something that he likes. Mm. And uh, he says, okay, you can have it. Go ahead. And then he goes, and <laughs> his cute little eyes. Yeah, pulls the ball mm-hmm. via the force. Like, yeah. Very yeah, fast, a paw, a paw, hand, very cute. <laughs> Looks like a paw. <laughs> and which, of course, unfortunately, then means Ahsoka says, "Yeah, I'm not training him." Yeah, he says he's, he's not trainable, which is cool because it's because she decides he's too attached to Mando, and right. much in the way Anakin was too attached to his mother, so, too old, so too attached to his figure. mother, attached mm-hmm. to Padme, and that can affect. And she's very calm. She's very like level, you know. Learn to control attachments, mm-hmm. emotions, feelings, mm-hmm. things like that. Whereas right. this little baby's like, I love my Mandalorian. And so <laughs> he might be too attached to get a, well, really become sh- a Jedi. She says, I, I sense great fear in you. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that was that sort of the theme. Brought down Anakin. It's brought down Anakin. And anger, wasn't uh, yeah. it? There's some kind of. Well, fear leads to anger. Fear, okay. And that anger leads, leads to, to hate. Well, anger mm-hmm. leads to hate. Hate. Hate right. leads mm-hmm. to suffering. Ah, oh, it's so convoluted. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. And I don't know what suffering Eventually is. goes to the dark side. Yeah, exactly. Um, hmm. 
And yes, so he does. She does reference Anakin essentially, and what happened. And she also says the only person, the only creature like that she's ever known was Yoda, which sent the Yaddle fans. And <laughs> I looked back through our old podcast. Oh, we had a no. debate about Yaddle before. That's right. To the fact that she was also apparently a a Yoda creature, part of his species. species. Um, well, well, maybe she, maybe. Uh, maybe she yeah. had never met Yaddle. Right, that's what I thought. Like, that was my was, thought. Was she familiar. never met her. She didn't say that's the only other one that existed. She says the only one I know of there have you go. met. And did her. she? Was she killed in Order sixty six to where uh, you know Sakotano hmm. wouldn't have met her? Um, right. So there are a lot of people up in arms about Yaddle getting shunned. <laughs> but um, poor Yaddle. But I don't know. I can't say that Ahsoka that Tano ever met Yaddle. So there you go. But we love Yaddle. Yeah. Rock on so Yaddle. So they formulate a plan. Mando essentially tells her, hey, I was actually sent here to kill you. Um, and so she says, well, we can we can go on, in on this together. I need to take down this magistrate because of all of those. She mentioned some of the horrible things she's done as far as other planets. And uh, she needs to be removed and so they formulated a plan that we don't really know what it is yet uh, essentially to fake that the mandalorian has killed her mm. so he goes back uh to the main gate they let him in of course because like totally trustworthy yeah why not <laughs> they really just open the door for anybody and she they? you know uh oh i'm sorry she goes back there right and they let her in and he, she throws a piece of mando's armor and she's like your yeah. plan failed so they pretend that Man, the man. What's his name? This Mando. Name? Din, Mando. Is it Din? I thought I. It's like, like yeah, it's like Din Jaren or something, but you know. Okay. Mando. So, uh, yeah. So they fake that. Of course, he's not dead. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> and you know, then everybody's scared. So the fight ensues, and oh, they're going all over the place. Great so fight! Good. Oh, yeah. There was one point yeah. where she did this move, and so I think it good. was when she had gotten to the magistrate, and she did this cross block with her lightsabers and it lit up her face yeah, so man. magically i was uh, like that's so badass uh and i think i like audibly said something in that moment probably by myself while watching <laughs> i was like oh that's cool uh and my cat duncan agreed so <laughs> you know it was it was really cool it was really beautifully lit and mm. her costume and makeup was awesome yeah. uh and so she has a big fight with the magistrate meanwhile Mandalorian has now appeared and surprise, we fooled you, fooled you. So he's team, uh, you know, trying to take down the henchmen. Which I like that the henchman's like, I have no quarrel with you, Mandalorian. Yeah. You know, this is not your fight. And he's like laying down those weapons. And of course, he's like, oh, surprise, I've got a gun. I'm really going to try to kill you. That's (laughs) not going to work on the Mandalorian. No, no. He takes him out. No. Sorry, Michael Bean. Good try, though. It's very like a Western standoff kind of scene where they're like going to draw their guns and Mando lays off and you think, oh, no, he's going to get shot. And then, of course, he's a quicker draw no matter what. Of course. But yeah, meanwhile. Yeah. yeah. The magistrate. Asaka was Asaka. That was fun. That was fun. And uh, I really like the spear, how it, you know, rang off the, mm-hmm. that's how even how Mando tested it to be true, yeah. that he rang it off his armor. Uh, so you kind of hear them fighting in the background, and that's where the henchman says, you know, I think our ladies are fighting. <laughs> ladies. Which one's going to win? You I know? like they Maybe had the fight scene while the gentleman stayed outside. Or the, right. <laughs> 
Just chat. So it gets to a point where we don't actually ever see Asako uh, defeat hmm. her. Well, he had her basically. Well, it's the henchman defeated. that says, "Hey, uh, sounds like your your right. person won. Your side won." And we yeah. just we barely d- hear like a clank. And a we don't know something. if she ever killed her or just right. And then it cuts though. to her, and she has again the the lightsaber is crossed, and it's like a, by her neck, like. You know, essentially she could cut off her head if she wanted. She goes, okay, now tell me what I want to know. And she's just standing there all proud. And then it cuts away. So we don't know if she got the information out of her, if she ended up killing her after the information, or what happened. I mean, she's got to be dead, right? One way or the other. that you found out? That Grant, she wanted to know where Granddad. I think it was in that scene. She it's said, in that moment where she says, "Tell right. me what I want to know. Where's your master? Where's Grand yeah. Admiral Thrawn?" I thought she mentioned it earlier. Some point. I, she well, some I point said, she, no, I think she mentioned it. She may have asked about the original the, time. Her master, but he, she does not mention Thrawn until right. the very Thrawn end. Thrawn was okay. at the end. Oh, your master. That's that right. was okay. the big, the big yeah. reveal. Yeah. All right. So we don't know what info she gets out of her or. If she kills her right there, how she kills her or what? So she just kind of walks out. <laughs> and then we're like, oh, yeah, okay, hey, she won. And I was almost expecting it that she didn't win. I don't know. I was expecting more hmm, uh, something out of it to see how the fight ended. I just felt it was like a little strange that hmm. I like that you we neither know. saw how she disarmed her, nor did we see if she actually killed her. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. So I guess she wins. Uh, the the henchman's dead. Mando shoots him, and then Mando, I guess she's agreed. Uh, that I guess when Mando said he'd help her, that he's got he's going to go to find a Jedi base or some such thing where he can track down Jedi to train Mando uh, Grogu. Because essentially, Grogu. that's the whole thing. Uh, why Mando agreed to help her? He said, yeah. "You know what? If you will train him, I'll help you with this yeah. quest." Uh, so that's why he agreed to help her in the first place. And but after the job was done, she said, "Yeah, I still can't train him." <laughs> and he said, "What the hell? I just helped you." Uh, so he said, "So she did give him some advice. Go to this place where he can essentially decide for himself. Mm. Grogu can decide for himself what he wants to be or what he wants." That's right. To it's do. some sacred temple, yeah. and he's got to take him to the very top of the hill and put him on this thing. Sounds like another mission. For another <laughs> Another mission. Maybe another mission along the way to that destination. Exactly. Sounds like season three. You know, there's all this speculation of uh, Rosario Dawson and being Asako Tano. I'm sorry for all the fans (laughs) that I keep just butchering it, but that she might, like, is she going to be in a spinoff? Is she going to just keep going in the Mandalorian? I mean, she's, she was really cool. That was, that was a badass character. I liked her. I hope she gets a spinoff with Bo-Katan. Uh, and and it's, just have, their do- it's their domestic life. <laughs> does Bo Katan take Asako back home to her family for Thanksgiving? Mm, and maybe. the family oh. doesn't know that Bo Katan oh, yeah. is a lesbian. And oh, that would be great. Fun. Hilarity ensues. Wait, I feel like I've seen something like that recently. <laughs> yeah, maybe me too. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it was. I I don't know. This episode was so cool. Maybe was, I was half asleep watching it in bed, and I was. <laughs> no, what are I thoughts? loved it. It was strong, it. strong episode. Very strong. strong. Dave Filoni. It That's was right. sweet. I loved Written. all the casting of every character. I loved the creepy robot. I was watching the robot bodyguards and thinking, is that digital or are those like really skinny people that they got to play those <laughs> robots? Because they kind of looked like people might, yeah, like really yeah. skinny people might could be in there. 
Sure. It did look totally <laughs> digital to me, but I don't know. I have a, I have a hot take. Mm. No. I will say I love the episode, but I did feel in some parts it was a little the, – the pacing was a little hmm. slow. And I love the show for how slow it takes certain things and how not – you know, it, this, it's really driven by the story and it's not action-packed in every moment. But it still – it still at least is like kind of engaging me even during these what, what you call boring parts hmm. uh, where nothing's really happening. But this time it was just a little – like even when he was walking through the burnt forest, it was just some parts were a little bit – just a little bit too long for me. That I would like notice, to say- noticeable to me. But I, that didn't take away from the my overall okay. enjoyment of the episode. But I was just something I noticed. Okay. I would like to say you were so wrong. It was awesome. <laughs> Wow. Oh. <laughs> uh, Noted. All right. What else noted. we got? So Mando's doing well. Yeah. And so strong. we are con- going to continue. Three episodes uh, left, right? Yeah. Oh, that's it? That's sad. Only eight. God, that's so fast. <sighs> that's too bad. season do? three. We're good. Ugh. We do, but it's been such a nice kind of uh, something to look forward to every It's week. literally yeah. been the bright spot. It's One of the very been big bright spots of this year. Something different and just... It, takes you out of this world that we live in. Oh, yeah. It has been Star Wars on a level that I would have always wanted to see, but didn't think I would ever get to. Like yep. this cool, westerny, showing the, you know, I like how they're pulling out all these random things from other Star Wars incarnations yeah, like Rebels and great. Clone Wars. Well, and the like novels with Thrawn. Thrawn? And, how cool is yeah, that? that we, is, yeah. Thrawn is going to show up, this blue-skinned... Hey, do you, like I'm so yeah. excited. Well, I don't know if I mentioned it last week. We were talking about the Star Wars hotel, and I said, you know, there's this tube. It looks like characters might show up. They talked about having hologram characters. The picture they showed had Thrawn as the oh, character. So shit. Thrawn, you know, I remember reading that the Heir to the Empire years ago mm-hmm. when Thrawn was in that book, and now we're gonna see him. I mean, I yeah, think he's been in the, cool. some of the cartoons, but a live action Thrawn. That's pretty cool. Probably on the horizon in some capacity. So nice. What a great time to be a nerd. <laughs> time to be alive. Great All right, time. guys. We yes. have our film festival. We're going to yes. switch from week. nerd to gay. Yes. Kind of nerd. I'm going to say nerd because there was a whole character that was developing a fantasy That's novel, true. which I loved. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. okay. So, happiest season we have, again, been talking about for a year when we first learned <laughs> this was coming out, directed, uh, written by Mary Holland and Claire Duvall and directed by Claire Duvall. Has an awesome cast with, uh, of course, Kristen Stewart, Mackenzie Davis, Victor Garber, Mary Steenburgen, uh, Aubrey Dan Plaza, Levy. Dan Levy. I had no idea Mary Holland co-wrote this. Yes. I love her even more now. <laughs> well, so, she plays Jane. I know. And I freaking love Jane. But we'll so good. That. So good. Yeah, she was good. So uh, the movie, you know, of course, we're always a little skeptical because we've, we've done, we've had this film fest going on and we've watched plenty of lesbian movies that we have reviewed on this podcast. And I'll say that we've been hurt before. (laughs) We've been hurt. We have been. Uh, Yeah. So we just, we just kind of, you know, you start lowering your expectations and you lose sight of what you really looking for. Uh, So when this film started, the reviews started coming in and, Hey, people has ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's hard to do. It you is. Know? It people is. will easily rip you apart any mm-hmm. chance they can. Uh, so, and they, uh, I had, I was scared to get my hopes up, mm-hmm. my expectations back up, 
thinking, could it be just a movie with lesbos in it and other <laughs> characters with a, th- with a story that I thought was good and was funny and fun to lesbos. watch and mm-hmm. nobody died? Right. Uh, I just didn't think it could happen. Has so it, has I still had my heart protected when I, I went into watching this movie. Okay. So I know what Tara thought. We don't know your verdict, Kat. Did oh. you? What was your thought? Because I know oh. we both we both enjoyed it. Like I said, I love yeah. Jane. I like the movie so, a lot. But we're going to break it down a little impression? bit as to yeah. What I want to know what Kat thought. Hold please. What did What did you think, Kat? I liked it. Okay, that's all I want to know. On a scale of hated Rainbows. it to love it is like like right in the middle. How many rainbows? Uh, out of five? Yeah. I'd say four. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'd give it like 4.5 rainbows myself. Okay. Okay. Same. Yeah. Okay. But I think that extra 0.5 is because it's the first real lesbian movie that I could laugh out loud at and not worry about things going tragically wrong. Sure. Uh, so it gets that that kind of like street cred for that, right? Uh, and that's fair. Uh, but that's uh, fair because it, it it was a solid movie. It was funny. Uh, I like the characters, uh, but it, <laughs> you know the the general story. Um, and you know there was some when you are when you are a queer person and you mm-hmm. have so little content <laughs> to go by, you get stuck in this rut of if you're trying to make a movie you uh, you have to please everybody you have to hit every check every box right and make it relevant to every queer person in the universe um when it shouldn't be that way but it it feels like it is sometimes because we're so desperate (laughs) for content so with this of course there was you know it's a very white movie put that out there yeah it's pretty white yeah it's pretty white Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course it's the whole coming out to your parents you haven't told them now we're you know that whole zany concept of Wacky coming out to the trope. parents while your girlfriend is having to pretend that she's not your girlfriend yeah it's been uh, done it's been done it's been done before and so it was a little worrisome <laughs> well yeah. the thing i liked about and, this movie though it it didn't just give stories to the main two I liked, you know, a lot of times, I guess it's it's so focused on the main two women in the, the story. But I liked so many of the characters. I liked the parents. Yes. I mean, as far as, I mean, they were played by Mary Steenburgen and uh, Victor Garber. I love right, them. Yeah. They're great. I like Dan Levy. I liked, uh, obviously, Jane. Mary Holland was just, I love her. <laughs> and um, uh, the other sister, what was her name? Alison Brie. Right. Um, Sloan. Sloan. Um, you know, I liked, obviously, obviously there are a lot of people who would rather have had uh, Kristen Stewart's character end up with Riley. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I'm one of I think was one of them. <laughs> yeah, I, I really like, I want to see a movie with them in it. Yeah. And, like, that would be awesome. I did so, like her a lot. But right? yeah, I agree. I think that they did a really good job developing the other characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because so many times when we're watching these queer movies, it's just this like torrid love affair that's so intense between these two characters. Right. That's like, oh my god, give me a break. I like that it and was lighter. And it was lighter, right? Uh, you know, there was definitely some real issues there in their relationship, but uh, Harper it wasn't was, always a good. It person was about not no, just the she, growth. 
growth Harper of them, but the growth of other dick. characters yeah. as well. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, yeah. Harper was- Harper did some yeah. bad things. So Harper uh, is uh, a- Abby, right? It's mm-hmm. Kristen Stewart's character. Harper is Mackenzie Davis's character. Right. So Harper and Abby, Har- basically Harper has told Abby that she came out to her parents and they took it really well. Yep. So she kind of, I think, is a little bit tipsy uh, on their really fun night out to go exploring in this cute, like, decorated, like, Christmassy decorated neighborhood. Right. And she says, come home with me. Come meet my parents. Right. Yeah. And so the next day, she's regretting it, clearly. Instantly. She does things when you're drunk. We can't. And she's like... She's like, oh, you don't have to go with me. You don't really, you don't want to do yeah, that. And I'm like, no, I really want to. And she goes, you know, I know your parents died around Christmas. I know it's a whole thing for you. She's like, no, 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 I really care. I want to care about Christmas as much as you do. And, you know, Abby's being real sweet. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Harper's just being nefarious because she's like, oh, shit. So it wasn't until the drive up to the, her parents Not where cool. she finally <laughs> tells Abby, oh, hey, by the way, you know that time I told you that I told my parents about us and they were like so happy? That never happened. <laughs> That's a lie. Yeah. And so Abby's like, what the hell? Um, but ultimately decides it's very big of her to go well, through with this because she still wants to. She understands, I guess, that there are other factors as far as her, her Harper's father is running for mayor. Sure. There's some political things and there's a whole reason that she didn't tell then because her father had just announced her as run, you know, all these things to totally. try to justify. Right? There okay. are, there are perfectly valid reasons. If you, if you've right. not come out yet to your family, you don't have to come out. That's no, you know, that's no. up to you. And but the thing is she don't lie to your right. girlfriend about it. Just you don't just, tell just it. come back and said, you know what? My father announced this and exactly. I didn't feel comfortable bringing it up at that point. Yeah. Just just be honest with her. Uh, I feel like but we, any, we learned any, that. Oh, go ahead. Like, well, Dan Levy has a great line later about everybody's got their own story and you can't judge somebody's story com- by comparing it to what you think it should be or sure. what your story is. And. You know, it's not about you, it's about her. And, of course, that doesn't mean she doesn't get hurt by it, but... Right, and we um, learned something about Harper, that it's not just that she was just didn't feel like telling her parents. It's more of an underlying issue of she's even dated a woman before and essentially done another horrible thing where she (laughs) hung that person out to dry, who's Aubrey Plaza's Riley, uh, who they were in high school and they were dating and, you know, had feelings for each other. And somebody found a note that Riley had given to Harper and Harper based Harper lied and said, she's just obsessed with me. She's gay. She's she's obsessed with me. She's stalking me and sold her out. Damn. So there's some underlying issues that we again, later find out that all of the sisters have are competing for the love of of their parents. That's one thing I did like that. It wasn't just, I mean, part of it was I don't want to tell them I'm gay. It wasn't just about because I'm so ashamed of being gay. It was also because she didn't want to be anything less than perfect. And that's the other sister had the same thing. She was separated from her husband, but didn't feel like she could even tell them that because it would, they just wanted the family to be perfect and the daughters to be perfect. Because beautiful Jane, she don't care. (laughs) Poor Jane. Yes. I feel like I is married to a, a black man and they have mixed race children. So she said, I didn't tell you we're getting a divorce because my family is the only Hmm. good thing I have that's of worth to you uh, Hmm. because we're a mixed race family and it looks good for you. So that really drove it home that it's, 
you know, divorce these days at least isn't that taboo, but it's that whole we're trying to please our parents uh, and it's not about whether they think it's right or wrong. It's, oh, what will this cause for their image or whatever. Right. This, this underlying yeah. concern that the we have. So parents have or that we've been conditioned a, to have. Right? Yeah, it's a toxic family environment. They've created right. this sort of toxic family without without realizing it, obviously, because they think it's everything's all good. Right. And of course Mary's teen virgin the mom is constantly trying to get a family Christmas photo. She's <laughs> she's in charge of the families of, of his Instagram right. uh, of Harper's father uh, running for mayor. So She's always, it's very clear from the beginning that they are wanting to look like the perfect family. Mm. I mean, I think uh, he's trying to get support of that woman. You right. Know, by uh, presenting the perfect image at the party. And, right. Right. And uh, it's huge for his political career that everything's yeah. just right. So um, lots of things go wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she, uh, you know. Abby is introduced by Harper as her roommate, and there's a running, fu- a pretty runny, yeah, funny <laughs> running gag about how her- Abby's parents passed away, even though, you know, she's like in her 30s now, and it happened when she was 19. Essentially, they're led to believe by Harper again that this like recently happened, and she has nowhere to go. Let's take it. She's like an orphan. So there's a pretty funny thing throughout the movie of them referring, like saying, "Oh." I'm so sorry. It must be so hard. Is that what happened at the orphanage? And there's all these things. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, but uh, Harper again does use that <laughs> as her excuse and basically tells Abby from the beginning, no, they don't know you're gay. You can't just be my gay friend. You have to be a straight roommate friend. Uh, so, and at one point Harper even says to Abby, I think when they're arguing at one point, she says, I'm not trying to hide you. I'm trying to hide me. And I'm like, bullshit. You just told, you told your girlfriend to act <laughs> yeah, like you just broke okay, up with a straight okay. guy. But you are hiding her. You could at least let her be gay. Yeah, but you, you no. bring your gay roommate and then they just start looking at you. So when you're no, trying I, I to hide it. yourself, you hide it deep. But then you don't say that I'm trying to hide me, not you. You know, don't even put that out that I'm not yeah. trying to hide you. She's trying to hide her for her own reasons, okay? Yeah. But don't act like you're some mm-hmm. martyr, like you're only hiding yourself and you're not, you know, making your girlfriend be someone she's totally not. Mistakes I, were that's made. What I'm, saying. I'm not saying that she, that she totally kind of prefaces this, like, look, I need you if we could just pretend that you're not gay because it'll make it them question more but don't come out and say to me like i'm not trying to hide you because she right. absolutely was trying well to hide and, and harper lashes out a couple times and gaslights abby where it's like what are you why are you being oh, this way no. like what do you do like it was okay harper harper has a lot of issues yeah harper her needs insecurities to be, come out with her family she needs to go to therapy yes. uh <laughs> she's she's hurting the people that she loves and yeah you know, it's and it, it's it's hard to root for Harper in this it movie. It really is, and that's why it was so easy to sh- to ship uh, Abby oh, yeah. and Riley together because their sure. scenes were like, well, you know what? I did like though at the end when she's like, she finally comes out to her parents. She's kind of you know in a corner of like. She, did, she finally decides to do it, and Abby's there. And, we need to get to the point she, where there's three then, layers of couching and bothers to get there. <laughs> Well, and then she she goes over to her. And, well, Abby's like, "I'm I'm 
leaving. I'm gone. I'm going home. And that's earlier. And she's in the like, movie. and she goes, no, like, no, this is later. Shit. No, no, no. I'm later, later on after she came out to her parents and, oh, the big and Harper yeah. goes oh. over there and she's like, Hey, but wait, no, I did it. I just told him. And she's like, man, it's too late. Like yeah. you did it because you're kind of put in a corner and um, that's great, but it's too late for me. And of course, you know, she gets her back pretty easy, but good um, for her. There yeah, was I like multiple, like, too late. multiple times in this movie. Leah and I watched it together where I turned to her to Leah and like, why is she still there? Thank Get you. Out of there. That's yeah, what I was thinking. I was like, I would be out of there. Fuck that. Some kids so put shit there. in my bag to yeah. frame me for shoplifting, and then her whole family thinks I've shoplifted, exactly. so they uninvite me to a party. Yeah. Nope. I just be Bye. like, you know what? Shit's not going well. I'm gonna go on home. It's lovely to meet Peace you. Out. I really didn't steal that thing. These kids are terrifying. I'm going home. <laughs> These kids are little assholes. But you know what? Harper should have absolutely understood that and been like. Okay, I'm so sorry this has happened. You're right. Here, this is let not me working. pay for your thousand dollar cab ride home because there you go. Right? It's it's yeah. ridiculous. And then yeah. she's spending time with her ex boyfriend the whole time. No. Yeah, Harper was kind of angry with after that night when she was like, <laughs> "Why are you keeping tabs rails. on me?" But I I think it was probably out of the whole. She's trying to the the the, the denial. The trying to like. I don't know. It's sort of it came together at the you know, know. yeah. It came it's, together. Um, she <laughs> she did some horrible things. She owned up to it, and clearly has a lot more work to be done. She oh, needs yeah. to go to therapy, hundred percent. And in my mind, I'm going to say that she does, and that, I think everybody needs therapy. But true. you know, I think <laughs> everyone can benefit from it. It's true. Uh, but at least she is aware of it. Um, and at the end where she kind of was she, after Abby tells her it's too late and they essentially have their conversation uh, where Harper starts kind of freaking out a little bit. There's a lot of layers to this because they already have the one fight where she's like, I don't want to lose you. I might lose them. I, you know, all this. Uh, so for me, it worked. Even though I thought Harper was terrible, it worked <laughs> only because of the awareness she showed at the end and because, I don't know, I'm I'm glad that Abby was willing to walk away from it and then only, I don't know, it worked for me. I'm sure because Har- but damn, I would have been out of there a lot sooner than that. <laughs> I think it, it took Abby walking away f- for Harper to be like, okay, right. well, I have to, you know, I have to really be honest with myself. And right, and it wasn't and about her. telling her parents it was gay. It was about being exactly being honest with herself as to I have hurt these people because of yes. my behavior. Um, and so whether or not at that point, whether or not she came out to her parents, it was irrelevant. It was all exactly. the, the behavioral things she had done up to that point. Totally. Uh, that were just wrong. Yeah. Um, but. And honestly, know. some of the most like the most fun, cute scenes are between Riley and Abby because they are having fun together. You don't really see Harper and Abby having fun because Harper has like this, you know, the straight wall up and so she she can't be who she is literally a straight wall of a straight person (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's it that's exactly it so like when riley and abby go to that gay bar that's like a lot of fun it's a really fun scene and little uh fun fact they go to the oxwood inn i know which (laughs) 
is yeah. used to be this great gay dive bar in the valley. It's no longer I know around. So sad. But that was such a fun little kind of. Uh, I think that was a shout out to I love that. To, to Valley Gays. <laughs> Thanks, Clea, for that. I totally thought about that, and I was like, oh, and it just yeah, right, it in, right in our neighborhood. I know, right, right down like the North street. Hollywood area, exactly. Oh. Uh, but no, I, I totally was shipping Riley, Abby. It's like, yeah, they yeah. should be they should be dating. Okay, I really like Kristen Stewart in this movie. I thought she did a really great job. And to think that she was ever not gay. I mean, I called that she was gay <laughs> during the Twilight years. But to just think, this is really, uh, was she playing gay in um, the Joan Jett movie or the... Uh, Maybe, I guess, right? But this is I her like fully gay, full gay. in a gay relationship. Yeah. And it seemed so natural. <laughs> yeah. So very it natural. seemed very funny too. She had some really good funny, she was funny. moments. Yeah. Yeah. She really was. She's and great. She played it very like subtle, but you know, you could feel for her <laughs> and you were ro- totally rooting for her. Oh, 100% rooting for Abby. Uh, yeah. I think uh, she was great and she definitely. I mean, if she wasn't likable and then Harper was as unlikable as she was, it would be very difficult to like this movie. (laughs) It would have been hard. But, (laughs) but, you know, Aubrey Plaza was so great. Mm -hmm. We need more movies with her wearing blazers, I feel like. (laughs) Uh, Dan Levy was obviously great. He was so much fun. She kind of like switched sides on the table at the Oxwood. She's like, hey, let's sit on this. Yeah, yeah. She She was was smooth. She was very smooth. I kind of thought there was going to be a little something, something there, and then that was going to be like a whole other drama. Right. But there wasn't. And she was very sweet. (laughs) She was. I want the spinoff. I I mean, even if it's just, if it's just uh, Riley, a Riley spinoff, I'm all for that. That would be great. Yeah. That would be great. She was fun. Yeah, I liked Aubrey Plaza. She was, she was, um, she definitely added another a level that was yeah. necessary yeah. to kind of bring some levity to the situation. Yeah. <laughs> and she could relate, you know, with Abby's character. Oh, yeah. Uh, Big time. Yeah. And then we have Dan Levy, who is just basically playing Dan David. Levy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <exactly. laughs> not, not quite as neurotic as, as David, but right. basically but he's playing himself. He was funny. It's just himself. So no, he was, he was great. And I love him. And again, it's that growth of all these characters and just even his character, you know, of course, how much can you grow in five days? But he's killed all the animals he's supposed <laughs> to watch, or at least the fish. Just the fish. Just the fish. But you see, you know, that he is a little bit neurotic, but at the end, he shows up for Abby. Yes. Um, yeah. And he adds some good comic relief, but also has, like Wendy mentioned, you know, some of the, one of the best um Scenes where he does say, hey, look, somebody coming out is not supposed to be about you. It's mm. everybody's individual situation. Everyone has uh, different things that they're concerned about that have nothing to do with you and you can't make it about you. And, uh, you know, it's a different situation for everybody and makes it's, the point, you know, hey, your parents are really supportive when you came out. Mine kicked me out. Right. I mm-hmm. didn't talk to them for 13 years, you know. So everybody has their reasons for telling their family or not telling their family and you can't judge you know judge how much they love you based on their Mm -hmm. willingness or ability to do to come out to their family but then abby does say something very honest and say well i want to be with someone who is ready Hmm. and that's a valid point point. and that's a choice you can absolutely make that decision 100 percent. right so 
both points were very valid and you know and i think and that's what ultimately led her to even when she yeah when she did come out it, it, yeah she was cuz she was forced into a corner and um yeah if if her sister hadn't spilled the beans which <laughs> yeah. she probably wouldn't Ooh, have ever said was, anything damn that was harsh yeah. when Sloane outed her like that at that yeah. party damn that was brutal and i love the fight though with yeah, the painting and the, her them chasing around the house and <laughs> i love allison brie from She's, community days yeah um, and glow too yes glow She's fun. but she was on community first <laughs> it was awesome but she played a very similar character fair uh, enough fair enough so she and again it was one of those characters that I can't say in what way she added to the film, but she did. And it also helped justify that these three sisters each have very different reasons for feeling unloved by their parents. Or like they constantly have to strive like yeah. totally different reasons. Um, and I like that Jane doesn't really even try. No, she's just Jane. Jane. I know. I like Victor Garber said, Jane, I just know you just wanted to be included. Yeah. <laughs> she like jumped in on the fight. I feel like I'm the Jane, Jane in my family for sure. Like I'm yeah. just, you know, I'm kind of the weirdo yeah. and they're just like, okay, whatever. And the whole, yeah. The whole time she's like trying to tell people about this fantasy book she's writing. And it's like, she uses like the Gormagons have the eyes of a flute. And then the, the Shmesha Smashers have a thing. And, but they're striving to be a king of whatever and it's just ridiculous sounding um but it's a but hit he's passionate about it i love it <laughs> and it's a hit then they can do a book signing and harper awesome. harper even says i can't believe you're still writing that book hasn't been 10 years and she says it takes 10 years to build a world yeah get him jane i feel like <laughs> i want to watch this movie again and 90 percent of the reason is because of jane yeah i just freaking loved her she stole yeah. every scene she does she, she adds really something did. to it really absolutely did. it was yeah she kind of grounds them in a way that well, yeah she's the only cool person in that family Everyone right else right is, is an she asshole awesome. right but they are so uncool that it makes her look like the crazy one when really right. she's just the nice she's one just the right cool and one. the nor- like the chill one that just like wants to love her family and yeah. be included just be together but everyone and- else is so uptight and you know, worried about all these, their perception of people about yeah. them that, you know. You know, I think my favorite like, line for some reason, <laughs> the one that made me laugh the most is, is when Harper and Abby had a huge fight and Abby storms out of Harper's room when the mom shows up and she's like, she's very heavy footed. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh so footed. hard. <laughs> because it was so dramatic. <laughs> just, she's very heavy footed. Mary Seabridge didn't give a shit that they looked upset. She's like, no. she's very heavy footed. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh so hard. I was expecting the whole cast to happen. Right. It was just like, mm, she walks too long. And that was refreshing, <laughs> my God, to just laugh at some of this stuff and not have to have it be the yeah. end of the freaking you know, world. Everybody's right. going to have issues with something. And it's like, I know some people, it's not the movie they wanted to see or it's not the coming out. They don't want a coming out story, whatever. It was, but it was a really well done. It's supposed to be a fun comedy holiday movie that, that have been the, land of the straight people for years and yes this time it's a fun holiday movie that had a great cast and was enjoyable yeah. and it just happened to be about two women you know and maybe this is right. going to help other movies about them right and, it, and maybe so this is things. going to give other movies about different characters and different stories and different topics a chance to exist mm-hmm. if this one does well and yeah um, i mean yeah. 
Just Hulu like Clea right so oh, many things. <laughs> yeah, I know. Clea, keep going. Hulu put a lot of money into this marketing. There's yeah. so much social media advertising. It's great. And They've I been on like to the, to the Today Show, I think. They've done interviews. All of it's, like, you know, LA Times, so Hollywood Reporter, a bunch of articles. Like, that's a great sign. And thank God it was a good movie. Great cast. Like, this and they must is opening the door. It, you know? This is opening Just, the door for more movies like this. Right. And it was... I'm so glad that they did pick that up because it would have been really stressful if we were like, how are we going to see this? And we, totally. you know, in LA, COVID's so crazy right now that it would be really concerning to go try to find a place, what, in Ventura County or something that we could go see this, but we yeah, want to exactly. support it. So I'm so glad and grateful to them that they picked it up and that they believed in it so much that they did put that money and effort into it. Yeah, so it's, it did it's great. as far as um, viewership or, you know. I wonder like, if they – did they put out numbers like that for Hulu or mm, – Not generally. But it's one of those movies that I feel like I could watch again, and I don't feel that way about a lot of no, movies. No, same. And it's same. not just because they're gay. And it, it's – I love it, in fact, because it was like you're not even like rooting that much for the, for the couple. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah you like, know, uh, but you just like to see these characters that like are a little bit like you. You know, like it's – you know, it doesn't all come down to – it has to be this torrid love affair and all, you know. Totally. It didn't, it, it, it wasn't taking itself too seriously. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, no, it was, it was good. I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad we have this movie. Yeah. Me too. Me too. And you know what? It also, anytime, and I feel like this is a treacherous thing. Anytime <laughs> I see Mackenzie Davis in anything, especially a gay thing, all it does is want to make me go back and watch San Junipero. Yeah. <laughs> but I do love that. No, we have this too. There's but, one thing uh, that we haven't mentioned yet, and uh-huh. that is how terrible her wig was. Oh. And I thought there would be – my whole theory was from the beginning of seeing the trailer. I'm like, I bet at the very end they show us like she has a, a super gay haircut. She's come out. This is like a year later. No, terrible hair through the whole thing. I was yeah. – it must it have been like she of- had another movie to do or something and they well, couldn't – Well, here's my thought. Was her hair growing out from Terminator? Maybe. Because it was so short. And I don't know when they filmed this or how long it would take for hair to grow out, but they they didn't want they probably didn't want her to look like short haired gay. They wanted like the long. I've been in this environment, and and she matched the sisters, and sure. so they didn't have to give her bangs necessarily. But no, I right? feel like her that? movie was probably growing. Her hair was probably growing out, possibly from Terminator. She just possibly. felt like me, like Jennifer Garner in Thirteen, going on thirty. Interesting. Like that's- yeah. I don't know. It seems like there's not a lot of good wig game in town because no. we talk about this all the time. There's some. Mm-hmm. There's been some really bad wigs that that uh, we've talked about lately, and that's unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, I would rather see someone's short. I, I don't know. It was distracting. It was bit. distracting. I, it. I think it's part of why I didn't connect with her as much because I was like. And Mackenzie is a great actress. Oh, we know yeah. that. I yeah. love her. I wanted her to be great in this. And she was fine. She was good. She wasn't bad. Yeah. It's just, I think the wig kind of threw me and it didn't, I don't know. I just it, couldn't connect it with that character. added to the yeah. whole fakeness fake of her person, yeah. and the whole, yeah. like, you already don't want to really connect with her because it's kind of like, yeah, you know? I yeah. Well, I, I'm looking at an article now in Bustle about how why Abby absolutely should have ended up with Riley. And, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and apparently that is uh, that's a thing, a big thing. And I think I think it just the the enjoyment of watching 
first of all, Aubrey Plaza is cool and fun. I like watching her do a lot of things, but she just, her whole, Hey, I'm who I am. And she's more comfortable Super confident. And, and confident. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, she had a good look. Like I liked her with Kristen. Stewart. I liked her too. Believe me. I, yeah. That would have been cool to see, but, um, and I you know. love the fact that Kristen Stewart had bobby pins in her hair. Did y'all see that? I did see that. I clocked that. Rocking those bobby pins. Yeah. She looked great. She looked great. Yeah. Totally. Kristen Stewart's hair is always the hair that I bring to my to the salon to say, look, <laughs> just this. make it look like any one of these. <laughs> and then I leave and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I don't look like Kristen Stewart at all. I don't look like Kristen Stewart. <laughs> I want my money back. No. <sighs> no, she looked really good. She looked very natural, which I enjoy. Yes, fun, 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 fun. Uh, and are we stand? Are we sticking by our original ratings? So you guys, yeah, yeah. I go four, four and, and a half rainbows. Yeah, with four and a half. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go I, four point two five. All okay. right, all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, it's if you haven't seen it yet. And we just spoiled it all, but I mean, <laughs> did you really think they weren't going to end up together? It's right. Right. yeah, it's fun. Just go into it, not expecting it to tell everybody's story in every way. This might be a story you don't necessarily like. The people you go write some fanfic about Riley and Abby. But I, think I don't know. Everyone can it's relate. It's a fun a- movie to watch. Everyone can relate a little bit about doing something shitty. <laughs> Where like you're yes. like, Ooh, probably yeah. shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Uh, definitely shouldn't have family uh, you drama. Know, so they, Everybody I can like relate the to family that. drama. I like that they did put that in there. They're not perfect. No. You know, they got their shit to work out. Um, so I, I enjoyed it. And I actually, I laughed out loud Dang. way more than I have at the uh, other movies recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. So gay, straight or whatever. <laughs> um, I did not expect to laugh out loud that as much as I did. I oh, good. really enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. I hope Clea Duvall does more. Um, Gay rom coms. She's yes. got an act for it. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. does. Good. And, good. and I, I even noticed, you know, a couple of people from Veep in there. <laughs> Some of her Veep pals. That's awesome. Clay was on Veep, and she was great. She played the lesbian lover of uh, Selena's daughter. <laughs> nice. She was great. Very subtle humor, which definitely <laughs> carried over into this. Nice. What's our What's our next holiday gay romp movie? Let it snow. Let it snow. Boom. I've seen this already, and I liked it in the same way that I really, that I loved. What was the one we watched earlier this year? Um, the mm-hmm. other, the other, other half, half of it? The half of it? The half of it? it the half of it. The half of it. Yeah. Uh, and that's the same way. Great. But okay. I, yeah, so I'm excited for you guys to see it. And that's Netflix, right? Yes. Great. Let it snow. All right. Got Next our work week. ahead of us. We do. Film Fest continues. Indeed. All right. What do you think of uh, Happiest Season? Are you uh, uh, Abby Harper? Are you Abby <laughs> Riley? Are you Jane and Jane? Um, <laughs> a lot of people's favorites. Uh, let us know. Or about any of our topics. Mandalorian. Was that awesome? Mando. Did you like it? I loved it. Uh, on the Twitter at snopodcast one d And on Facebook and Instagram at Podcast. And you can send us an email to shenerdsout at gmail.com. Can you please subscribe to the Snop? If you can leave us a review, give us a rating, that'd be great. Yeah, uh, as long as it's good. Yes, Just preferably good. Bad. Just We're very sensitive. <laughs> Come on, it's well, almost we enjoy it. we it's thank the holidays, you for listening. right? Hey, it's look, if you're going to review us at this point, you've listened to the whole show. We appreciate it very much. 
Yes. If you have, you might as well just give it. Thank you very much. It takes like two seconds. Keep on. It's great. Keep on going. Keep on snapping. Uh, all right, Christmas ladies. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Christmas movie watching ladies. On that note, we are in the Christmas season. Have hope you're all merry for the whole month. And she nerds out. Out. She.